You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Lavishly luscious listeners, welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 75, and of course, I am your humble host, Karen, and we are your medley of meddlesome medalists who meditate about medusoids. <laughs> I'm Colin. I'm Dana. I'm Chris. What's a medusoid? Yeah. It, oh, I'm glad yeah. you guys asked. Yeah, medusoid I'm, I'm is a shape that resembles a jellyfish. Ah, okay. Oh, so okay. anything that looks like a jellyfish. Right. The tendrils Medusa. and stuff. Yep, yeah. yep. And today is episode 75, what? and that means we have an all-quiz bonanza! Yay! For new listeners, uh, every fifth episode we have a all quiz. We don't really have a topic or a theme. It's just a bunch of quizzes that we designed ourselves, and we're going to pose questions to each other and to you guys and have a ball of a time. Is it is that how you <laughs> ball say? of a no, time? Ball no. Of a ball. No. no, no. The time of a ball. We'll have a ball. We'll have a ball. Have a grand old time. <laughs> grand old. <laughs> yeah. Have a heck of a time. Yeah. yeah, that'd be a good segment. Is like, what <laughs> idioms do I not know? <laughs> I was reading an article just very quickly uh, in the last week, and someone had the mixed metaphor that I loved. It was, well, it's too late to do anything about that now. The horse is out of the bag. <laughs> I was like, that's great, because there's cat out of the bag and horse out of the barn. Mm-hmm. And they and, and stable, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. I love that. Well, the horse is out of the bag. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and in, that's uh, a big bag. Also, also <laughs> in uh, Eggcorn Watch, uh, our favorite things being eggcorns or misheard phrases or misheard words, uh, I saw somebody had a cardboard Mike Tyson standee on eBay, and he said, it was a cardboard Mike Tyson. C A R dash B O R E D. Cardboard. Cardboard. Mike Tyson standing. Yeah. Let's start off our all quiz bonanza with our usual trivia segment Pop Quiz Hot Shot. Everybody got your barnyard buzzers. We're going to play some Jeopardy right. again. No trivia pursuit cards yet. I'm sorry. But... Jeopardy has proven kind of popular, though. Yeah. Okay. People are writing a lot of fan fiction. Love it. Love it. Good job, Brain Jeopardy fan fiction. Whoa. Oh, whoa. Yikes. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Trebek. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And this week's category is boom, boom. The Emmys. Okay. TV shows. Figure right. this be everybody's strong suit. Okay. All right. $100 question. In 1989, Diane English won an Emmy for the pilot episode of this Candace Bergen series. Oh. Form of question. Colin. Uh, what is uh, Murphy Brown? Correct. All right, $200 question. This Lara Flynn Boyle, Dylan McDermott legal show won for best drama in 1998 and 1999. <laughs> Colin again. Was that Boston legal? I guess of? that is a form of a question. Yeah, that's <laughs> a question. Yeah. I already am off the rails. I, I, I just, I cannot Was keep it? it straight. What is, was it Boston Legal? <laughs> Incorrect. Oh. Um, I do not know. It is The Practice. Oh, okay. okay. The other one. Yes. <laughs> For $300... David Hyde Pierce has won multiple Emmys for playing this Frasier role. Oh, I think that was Dana. Who is Nigel Crane? No. Incorrect. Who is Niles Niles. Crane? Niles. Niles. (laughs) Uh, 
$800 question. Dan Cast... <laughs> Uh, Dan Castellaneta? Yes. Dan Castellaneta won an Emmy for voiceover for the Mr. Plow episode of this series. All together, uh, all together. What, what is, the is, what is, is The Simpsons? Simpsons? Correct. All right, last question. For $500, the Ken Burns series about this war won a 1991 <laughs> Emmy for Outstanding Informational Series. <laughs> Uh, what, I think you expect everyone uh, to get this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what is the Civil War? Correct. Uh, okay. so, I knew what the Ken Burns effect is. Do you guys mm, know what that is? No. That's mm-hmm. like if you see a lot of um, documentary or even in TV shows or in PowerPoint presentations, it's an image, like mm-hmm. a static image, but it automatically kind of moves around and zooms in and out. So it looks oh, okay. like it's moving, but it's really a static oh, image. Oh, I see. So yeah. like they can do narration over yeah. a static yeah. image yeah. and just yeah. move it subtly so you you're sort still, of a slow pan you still know you're watching yep. TV. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Okay. So that is known as the Ken Burns effect. Wow. Because, I guess. When you're, I mean, yeah, when you're making a documentary about something where there's very little moving footage, <laughs> like you know, the Civil it's, War. I mean, he yeah. talks about it. Yeah. It's like, you got to make still photos work. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Good job, brains. All quiz. Oh, God. What is this? Number 14? Number 15. Amazing. 15. 15. 15. Wow. All quiz bonanza number 15. Who wants to go first? I'll kick it off with a quiz about cocktails. Oh, cleanse the palate. That's nom, right. Nom, 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 nom. Loosen it up. Are you here. chewing a lot of your cocktails? <laughs> <laughs> She's just smacking her lips. Yeah. Hey, yeah, far be it for me to question. Yeah. All right, I'll start it out with uh, maybe one of my favorite drinks. Which drink gets its name from a Tahitian expression meaning out of this world? Karen. Mai Tai. Mai Tai. Mai Tai uh, was invented where? In, uh... Colin. Oh, I'm going to guess it was invented in Oakland. Yes. Oh. It was invented was in San Francisco. Oh. Really? Yes, at Trader Vic's. Trader Vic's. Oh, yeah. Big Tiki yep. mm-hmm. establishment. Yep. Another perhaps tropical drink. This drink shares the name of a beach and iron mine near Santiago, Cuba, and was Ernest Hemingway's favorite cocktail. Oh, great. <laughs> Karen. A mojito. Uh, no. Oh, wow. That was, that's, that a was good my guess. guess. Yeah, served. It's not the Cuba Libre. No. It is a daiquiri. Oh. What? It shares his name with a beach and an iron mine. Huh. All okay. right. And then this drink enjoyed renewed popularity in the late 1970s and early 80s when it was part of the subject of a song by Rupert Holmes. Karen? Uh, if you like pina colada. Yes. Uh, pina colada this. Escape the pina colada song. Yes. Wait, who sang that song? Rupert Holmes. <laughs> Rupert Holmes. Yes. one hit wonder. That's going to come up. I yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. Yeah. This drink is also originally from Cuba, and the name was derived from an African word meaning cast a little spell. Uh, is that mojito? That is mojito. Oh. <laughs> I wonder if it's like mojo and then yeah. ito. Oh, it must be. Yeah. A little bit of magic in a cup. That's great. A rusty nail is a shot of scotch, a half shot of drambuie, and a lemon twist. There's a Canadian version, which uses Canadian rye whiskey instead of scotch whiskey, and it's named for a Canadian actor. Mm. Which actor? What is the name of the actor? (laughs) If you ordered a rusty nail in Canada, what actor would you? All right, let's see. Who's Canadian in drinks? (laughs) (laughs) William Shatner. That's a good Ooh, guess. That's a good guess. It is not. I wish it were. It's not. Donald Sutherland. Ah. Okay. He's Canadian? <laughs> yeah. 
So now we're moving into the speed round. I'll give you some hints about the cocktail and you tell me what it is or you tell me what the ingredients are in it. Okay. Okay. What's in a Greyhound? Uh, oh, I know. I've never heard of this. No. That's uh, vodka and grapefruit juice. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh. What's a gimlet garnished with? Lime. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. What's a Gibson garnished with? Oh, oh. Uh, Gibson is cocktail onions. Yes. That's what makes it different from a martini. Huh. And what makes a dirty martini dirty? The Chris? presence of the olive juice. Oh. Yes, olives. Yeah. I just put my thumb in it. And <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't wash the don't glass. Don't right. drinks, yeah. Karen. I just spit in it. No. You want it dirty? <laughs> uh, how about a Moscow mule? What's in a Moscow mule? Vodka and ginger ale. Yeah. Hmm. Lime juice, too. Yes. But yeah. How about a Harvey Wallbanger? It has vodka, OJ, and what? Oh... Bonkers name. Harvey. Is it sleeping banger. pills? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like this is like one of those drinks that you order once, just Day yeah, Quil? because it's, it's from the fifties. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. remember. I'm gonna pretend like Day I'm Quil? Mad Men. Is that what you Day said? <laughs> it's Galliano. Mm. What's that? It's a weird Designer. alcohol. Oh, okay. No, and it's in a really tall bottle. I read this, and I believe this is true. I, I didn't research it fully, but I'll just tell you what I read. It was that the bottle's really tall, and they called it a wall banger because you had to really secure it to the wall. <laughs> Got it. And I, so I think it's true. I didn't look it up again, but I was like, hmm. It's a good um, tale. The original cocktail, as defined in 1806, contains what ingredients? What makes a cocktail? Hmm. We can just kind of list them. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess something with whiskey. We'll be, I'll start well, there. We'll say spirit. Okay. Maybe a fruit juice of some kind? Uh, mm, I can't give you that. Uh, soda okay. water? Yeah. Margarita mix? Spirits, soda this water? This is 1806. Yeah. So I couldn't give you fruit juice. Yeah, fair enough. Sugar. Well, what's the list? Spirits, sugar, water, and bitters. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Last one. This drink I really love, but it, it's kind of gross, but it's really good to me. <laughs> it's a creme, creme de menthe. Creme de cacao and fresh cream. Karen. Grasshopper. Yes. Yeah. It reminds me of the grasshopper ice cream. Yeah. Well, I think it's isn't like that milkshake. based on the like grasshopper pie? That's all based on the drink, I think. You're probably right. That makes yeah. sense. And they have the little Inspired grasshopper by. cookies, which are the uh, the year-round yeah. fake Thin Mints. I've actually heard yeah. exactly what you're describing uh, called the Dirty Girl Scout. <laughs> well, that makes it sense. Like a thin mint, that makes sense. But, you know, sense. it's alcoholic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Depends on what level of bar, what establishment. <laughs> yeah, that's the, true. That's yeah. true. <laughs> if you're at, like, the White House inauguration bar, you may want to ask for a grasshopper. You probably shouldn't ask for a grasshopper, you though. period. Yeah. yeah. No. If you have to. Just be classy. Yeah. Be classy. When you're at the White House. Keep your wits about you. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Okay, well, I've decided to bring back a past segment that I like to imagine was popular. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll pretend it was popular. Well, yeah. I think uh, we'll be the judge of that. I think yeah. you will be the what judge segment? of that. Yeah. Uh, it is time for another installment of What's the Difference? What's the Difference? Come on down and play What's the Difference? Okay. I will present to you guys pairs of uh, things that are either commonly confused for one another or may have subtle differences that you're not aware of. Tell me, what's the difference? Okay. What's the difference between prison and jail? <gasps> what? 
jail is when they're just like holding you somewhere for a short period of time, and prison is when you've been sentenced to you know twenty years in prison and you're there for a long term. Yeah, that is generally right. Sometimes you've been sentenced to something that's you know typically under a year. You know, yeah. you may serve a few months sentence in jail, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's also for holding people awaiting a hearing on the way to some other legal proceeding. And prison is if you've been sentenced to something that's more serious, which mm-hmm. generally is over a year mm-hmm. of time. So it's really the offense or the length of time that that is the difference, or is it the actual facility? It is prison. Usually, are, is like you know, oh yeah, a whole different. They are absolutely different mm-hmm. facilities. Okay, and then and then beyond just the time and the seriousness, jails are usually operated by cities and you know police forces. Whereas right. a prison, especially the United States, at least a prison is state level or higher level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. So if you had to be in one place. You'd probably rather be in jail. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the difference between concrete and cement? Mm-hmm. Um, Once again. Okay, so I believe that concrete has like mix-ins, like uh-huh. a cold stone creamery. Uh-huh. So concrete has like <laughs> cement with like gravel added into it, basically. Yeah, right. You got it exactly right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So cement is cement is like the binder is the stuff that you mix up. You know, it's like Portland cement. You mix it up with water. When it dries, it's Rubber firm cement. and yeah. solid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in and of itself, it's not enough to build things out of. You add things. They call it aggregate, hey. I have learned in the industry. Yeah, as Chris said. It's, <laughs> I like your, mix yes, I like the I like your cold stone uh, <laughs> analogy. That's perfect. That's what it is. So cement is the ice cream, Mm -hmm. and the aggregate are sand, typically, or gravel, or large rocks. You mix it in, and that makes it stronger when it's set. Wow. Concrete and cement. What's the difference between a hurricane and a typhoon? Oh, man. And I I think we've touched on this one indirectly in a previous show. Dana. So doesn't it have to do with, like, proximity to the ocean or something? Like, if typhoons happen... In the middle of the ocean, hurricanes, You're in the right something family. like that. You're yeah. in the right family. Chris? Uh, is typhoon a, a rainstorm and a hurricane is just wind? So they are the same weather phenomenon. They okay. are identical phenomenon. They're tropical cyclones with winds over 74 miles an hour. Okay. Typhoons are in the northwestern Pacific. Oh, near man. Asia. I was going to uh, say, uh, as hurricanes a joke, are in the northeastern Pacific and the Atlantic. Gosh, uh, gosh darn it. Yes, okay. yes. I was going to say that as a joke. <laughs> Sandy, Katrina... Hurricanes, hurricanes so, Atlantic. Right. In the in the U.S., we get hurricanes because we have the Atlantic and then we have the Eastern Pacific. Yeah. And in Asia, if they make landfall in Asia, they are typhoons. Uh, but they're the same phenomenon. They uh, are tropical cyclones. Right. Just the only difference mm-hmm. is geographical. That's right. Just where they happen ah, to occur uh-huh. over the ocean. And of just course, naming convention. as we know from way back in the history of Good Job Brain, the word typhoon comes from... Japan! Japanese. Yep. Yes. means great, great wind. What's the difference between jam and jelly? I think that was Why? Chris. That was Chris. <laughs> so jam is like whole fruit that's been preserved or fruit that's been mashed up, but jelly is the um, it's like it's, it's juice, totally it's liquid juice. or juice. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, juice. it's yeah. juice with gelatin. Yeah, 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 that's right. I'm They're... trying to think of a word that means the liquid that comes out of fruit <laughs> and, and failing. 
<laughs> That's right. Yeah, jam, they're they're both ways of preserving fruit flavor, but jam has actual fruit or fruit pulp in it, as well as you know sugar and, and pectin and things like that. Whereas jelly is just made from the juice, as well as the other things, and they're prepared similar ways. And it it's not a totally arbitrary distinction. Uh, you know, the FDA, for example, sets oh, very it. specific guidelines on jellies mm-hmm. as distinguished from jams and other types of fruit preserves. Well, tell me this, Colin. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, now hold on, hold that thought because okay. I have a bonus point question. Oh, okay. This, oh. Is, this may be okay. your free bonus point. For a bonus point, what's the difference between jam and marmalade? Oh, uh, oh. Well, you should know it. Go ahead, Karen. Tell us. Marmalade, I believe, is for citrus yep. fruits. Yep, yep. that's right. Mm-hmm. So orange, yeah. lemon, orange, lemon, lime, citron. I mean, anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. grapefruit, and and usually has the rind put in as well. So uh, just last week, I don't know if you guys went out at night and saw the uh, Perseid meteor shower. Um, uh, you know, no. it comes every year. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. If you if you live in an area that has a clear sky, you go out and it's 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 a meteor shower, and it's just really uh, entertaining. I know. So what I would like you guys to tell me no. what is the difference. This is a three three way. What's the difference Whoa. Whoa. between Hey, now. Between or among, I suppose. Sure. A meteoroid mm-hmm. and a meteor and um, a meteorite. And each of them has a very specific God, You're like a savant. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm going to get this right or not. Yeah. Um, a, a meteor is a big piece of rock that's hurtling through space. Uh, a meteoroid is, is a, a piece that breaks off of it and you see it falling and then a meteorite is when it's actually on Landed. Earth and discovered. You're very close. Okay, you're All very right. close. You, you, you flip flop the first two. Oh, and, okay. and, and I'll get. There's an easy way to remember this too. Okay. So, oh, all right. Hey. Yeah. So a meteoroid, yeah, as you say, so out in space, just chunks of rock or debris flying along. Those yeah. are the meteoroids okay. when they're out in space, moving along. And you can just any, remember any difference between meteoroid and asteroid? Size, size. Oh, okay. Yeah, asteroids are huge, enormous. Okay. Uh, meteoroid, meteoroids, mm-hmm. you know, generally top out around a few feet. Oh, okay. You know, but they can oh, be as they can be as you know small as a grain of sand. Right. Uh, if just it's, anything if it's flying out there, there if it's, it's out there, around. yeah. So just think meteoroid, asteroid. Those are mm-hmm. the ones that are out. In okay. Space. okay. Okay. When it's think in the hemorrhoids. <laughs> <laughs> when it hits the atmosphere and starts glowing, so it's in the phase that we call like a shooting star, falling star, okay. that is when it is a meteor. And so like when we talk mm-hmm. about the meteor showers, it's because those are the things you see, the little cool, pretty glowing trails. Got that's it. the meteor phase. And that's because okay. it's burning up on yeah. re-entry, basically, yep. or on entry. Yep, yep. Entry. it's burning up. It's usually losing some material. Right. Okay. And then, as Chris said, you correctly, <laughs> if it makes it to the ground, One if there's enough three. left, yeah. that is the meteorite. Okay. So if you're picking something up, that's a meteorite. All right, we'll close it out here with one last culinary uh, question. What's the difference between black pepper and white pepper? Um, I think it's all the same thing, but the peppercorn has a little white grain on the inside and then black coating on the outside. Yeah, that's pretty much right. That's okay. right. Mm-hmm. They're picked. They are. They're. They're the same Berries. thing. They are yeah. peppercorns. They're. They come from the same plant. They're the right. same thing. They pick the black peppercorns a little bit earlier when they dry. The outer skin turns black, and they leave it on when they grind it up. White pepper. They let ripen a little longer. Then they take the outer layer off. Oh, and okay. the inside. And then they grind up the inside. Yeah. But they come from the same seed. The same mm-hmm. plant. The white pepper is wow. a little stronger, right? I mean, yeah, it is generally spicier. Yeah, yeah. They say Raper. the pepper, pepper aficionados uh, on the internet. White pepper is a little bit spicier, but lacks the nuance and subtleties <laughs> of a uh, black pepper. Yeah. Oh, really? Really. <laughs> All right, good job, guys. That's the difference. <laughs> Yay. Yay. All right, my turn, and I have a music round. Right. A little bit of a twist. So I was listening to... Uh, 
some Chinese pop music the other day and uh, <laughs> was just kind of reliving, you know, my, my childhood and teenage years. And then I was like, oh, my God, this would be a great quiz segment. Mm-hmm. So and I didn't know this growing up, but a lot of the, the pop songs in Asia, there are songs in, in Chinese, you know, Cantonese or Mandarin. But the song itself is actually a foreign language song. And they okay. did this a lot. So they write new uh, words to the melody? Yeah, they would just write in, in the native language mm. and then an existing song. But the thing is, I didn't know that. So it wasn't until I moved here, I'd be like, oh. <laughs> and you would hear the original. I would hear the original English version and be like, I had no idea that growing up this other song was a f- cover version. Okay. So my music round <laughs> is... I like it already. Is um, How do I describe it? It is... International foreign language covers I love it. of mm-hmm. English language cool. songs. All right. But the difference is um, it's not just you know someone covering some other song. This is released as a whole different title and it released as a whole different single. Right. Mm-hmm. But the melody and, and parts of the song is... So it's not released okay. as like, oh, the localized version of such and such song. Yeah. It's just you would ne- you have no idea of the connection. Yeah. Right. Unless you look at like the songwriting credits or All something. Right. All right. Okay. So I'm going to play clips of these foreign language songs. And, and before I'll tell you what language and maybe the title of the song, even though that doesn't really help. And um, <laughs> okay. listen to see if you can uh, identify the English language song and identify the artist, the original artist of the song. All, All right. right. How's that? All right. All right. Good? Cool. All right. Yeah, yeah. a little complicated, but... No, but, no it sounds fun. Okay. Let's do it. And uh, for the first one, I'm going to play the song that I, I was actually listening to that, that inspired me <laughs> okay. to make this quiz. Man, what is it? Is is the song? Is it uh, silent all these years? Yes, yes. Colin. Yes, silent all these years. Who sings silent all these years? Big oh, big hit. Oh, that. Oh, who was silent all these years? Who was that? It wasn't Suzanne Vega. Was it no. Kate Bush? Was it oh, later? Uh, later? Who was later. it? Was it Sarah McLaughlin? Tori no. Amos. Oh, yes, yes, yes. 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 Uh, of course. <laughs> I was like, I know this song, but her singing is messing it up. I can't hear what it is. Well, num- yeah. and number of times I've heard the Chinese cover of Silent All These Years, one. Number of times I've heard actual Silent All These Years, zero. zero. <laughs> oh, okay. Really? So that was uh, Fei Wong, very, very famous oh, uh, Asian okay. superstar, and, and the title of the song is Cold War, hmm. um, but based okay. on Silent All These Years. That's great. All right. Next one. This is sung in Greek by, oh God, okay, pardon my pronunciation, Alkistis Protostalti. Okay, which is a, Yeah, not bad. A Greek <laughs> pop star. And, speak uh, Greek or whatever. No <laughs> way of judging that. good <laughs> <laughs> to me, yeah. And the song title is All That I Fear. Okay. In, well, translated from Greek. <laughs> Oh, God. Dana. Right. 
Is it Nickelback? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> what uh, song? I could sing probably the chorus, but I don't. I've been down. I've been down. To the this bottom is of the how you remind That's it. Yeah, yeah. Right. How you right. remind me. Yeah. Wow. I think their That's their great. first big uh, first big yeah. hit for for Nickelback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good job. That's great. This is one that is not a direct cover, uh, but you can tell by the song is there, but the melody is a little bit different. Hmm. And this is Japanese. This hmm. is from Japan hmm. by Dragon Ash, and the title is Grateful Days. Okay. Here's the song. See if you can recognize the. What's being sampled? All right. Dana. Smashing Pumpkins. Yes. Today. Yes. Yeah. Today. Day by Smashing yeah. Pumpkins. Good, that good little loop. Yeah, the yeah. little car intro. Great. Awesome song. I love this this Japanese rap version. Alright, here's an oldie, and this is by Adriano Celentano in Italian. Italian translation of the title is I Will Pray. Hmm. <laughs> Colin. That is uh, Stand By Me. Correct. By Ben E. King. Yes. Whoa. I For the longest time, I thought it was Ben E. King, like mm-hmm. ben, yeah. Benny Hill. Mm-hmm. It's Ben E. e. King. King. Very good. All right, another Asian language one. This is by Big Bang from Korea. Also another hip-hop kind of rap thing. See if you can identify the background song. Okay. Of course, Dana. Of course. <laughs> this Love by Maroon 5. Correct. Uh, I knew it like two, two chords da, in. I, was like, I can da, name da, da. that foreign yeah. song in two notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so this last one is a little bit of a, of a twist. So there's a big hit in America, in mm-hmm. all, in in. English language countries, I'd say, in 1994. And this is an R&B song. It was really popular. And this song was actually based on a foreign language song. Mm-hmm. So so it's kind of reverse. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, what I'm going to do is play the original foreign language song and uh-huh. see if you can identify the 1994 song and the artist. Okay. okay. That was a cover. Okay. That was an okay. English language cover. And the original version is Japanese. Okay. So the song itself is called Sukiyaki. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. What else do you want to know about it? What artist or what group sang that song in 1994 that made a 
Very big hit. Oh, right. It was actually covered a couple times. It was yeah. covered in nineteen. Yeah, because it was it was from the sixties or seventies. Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. Who was that? Was that like Jodeci or somebody yeah, like, like that? Like all for one. Mm. No. Who was it? 4 p.m. Mm. 4 p.m. Uh. sang the song, and let me play a little clip oh, of okay. it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yes. That song yucky. has a really weird history. It became popular in the U.S. Yes. with the title Sukiyaki, huh. which has nothing to do with the original no, lyrics. Yeah. No, yeah. no way. Covered in 1981, mm-hmm. um, and they just called it Sukiyaki because it's like, well, that's a Japanese term. Right, Japanese. right, yeah, that's basically it, yeah, yep. <laughs> Very good job. Very so enlightening. Go. International music round. Very neat. All right, we're going to take a quick break. A word from our sponsor. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. And we're back. You're listening to Good Job Brain. And this week is our all-quiz bonanza number 15. Everybody has a quiz segment or more than one quiz segment. And we're quizzing each other and quizzing you guys and having a, a good time. Who's good. next? We're just having, yeah, a good ball. having a ball of a time. Yeah. Having a ball of a time. <laughs> so uh, maybe a lot of you guys like us are nerds. And uh, so perhaps the launch recently of Disney's probably biggest video game ever, Disney Infinity, may not have escaped uh, your your household. Maybe you're buying it for your kids. Maybe you're buying it for yourselves. Um, and so I decided that since Disney Infinity is out this week, it's this huge video game that lets you buy figurines of Disney figures and... And they connect with the video game. And so whatever figure you buy, like Lightning McQueen from Cars... Will show um, up in the game. Right, exactly. Or, you know, Mike Wazowski from Monsters, Inc., the figurine magically shows up in the game. And uh, it seems to be flying off shelves now. So I did a little Disney Infinity quiz. So every answer mm-hmm. uh, to this quiz is going to be the name of a character that shows up in Disney Infinity. So these are characters from very, not sponsored very popular Disney movies. We're not sponsored <laughs> in any way by Disney Infinity. I was just had Disney on the brain. <laughs> yeah. And this is a sort of a backwards Disney quiz because right. the, the questions, uh, most of them have very little to do with Disney. The answers may be oh, homophones or uh, got okay. it. Got of, it. of the, the, the Disney character names. So think not only uh, Disney... Animated films, but also live action films that Disney may have got it. The so the answer sounds, or sounds like, or is the name of a Disney character. Exactly. But not. Yes. Okay, got it. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Right. Here's here's one question that actually is just a straight up Disney question. This Disney character was played by Craig T. Nelson, TV's coach. Karen. <laughs> 
Mr. Incredible. Mr. Incredible, mm-hmm. that's right. Coach. Oh, what's his name? I think he had a name. Uh, like Bob, Bob Parr yeah, was Bob the name Parr. of the... Yes, yeah. exactly. The middle sibling character on the TV series Home Improvement. Oh. Dana? Jonathan Taylor Thomas? That is the oh, person that's the who played actor. the middle sibling character. What was his character. name? Randy? Randy. Yeah. Randy wow. Taylor. Oh, from Monsters, from Inc. Monsters, Inc. The, Steve the Buscemi. Yes, Man. yes, indeed. All right. That was in my brain somewhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? See? Good job, right? <laughs> <laughs> A monkey with two E's. Oh, Karen. Davy Jones. Davy Jones, oh, yes. Yeah, that uh, also a character from Pirates of the Caribbean. <clears throat> uh, the nickname of a U.S. Airways pilot who successfully landed a flight on the Hudson River in 2009. <laughs> oh, I was too excited. <laughs> yeah, Sully. Uh, Yes, Sully. Yes. Sully, Sully Sullenberger. I yes. could see Colin so excited. I was like, but I know it too. I'm just going to beat him, beat him to the buzzer. <laughs> We're getting harder. Um, yeah. The color at the highest end of the visible spectrum. The oh. color at the highest end of the visible spectrum. Dana? Oh, Violet? Violet. Yeah. From, oh. From Incredibles again, yes. I call this my my graduation speech opening question. Random House defines this as a group of symptoms that together are characteristic of a specific disorder, disease, or the like. Whoa. It's a medical term meaning a group of symptoms that together are characteristic of a specific disorder, disease, or the like. Ah, diagnosed. Symptoms. Symptoms. Cars. Must be like plural. It's, characters. Characters. it's not a. It's not a plural. It's it's one word. It's a character. It's a character. Yep. Who? Oh, who was the bad? Guy? Karen. Syndrome. Yes, Syndrome. I was just gonna say. Who's the bad guy from? Also from the Incredibles. Yeah. I figured you were gonna get that. All right. Yes. The type of wood used in Harry Potter's wand. Also a character from Cars. Uh, Which one? dragon? Ash. Birch. Like ashen with the phoenix core. Something. Yeah, it's not the phoenix core. It's the, the type of wood in Harry Potter's wand. It's a uh, what's the wood? Also a type of uh, maybe berry. Holly, 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 yes. holly. Holly is a character from Cars. <laughs> we didn't start the fire. Eagle is the name of a Billy Joel song followed by the name of a bird. Now, if you were to use a different bird in a different song, you would get this Disney character's name. What? Now, if you were to use a different Billy Joel song. Uh-huh. And a different name of a bird, you would okay. get this very popular Disney character, Dana. Piona Man Flamingo. <laughs> <laughs> Big shot. Uh... Uptown Girl it's, um, Robin. It's from a live action film. How about that? Crow. Sparrow. Jack, Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow. Captain Jack. Captain Jack, Jack Sparrow. 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 Not yes. We Didn't Start the Fire Eagle or <laughs> Piano Man Flamingo. Piano Man Flamingo. I like Piano Man Flamingo. <laughs> so earlier when we uh, were asking about the birthplace of the Mai Tai, I could tell Dana had a, just a special flash of pride that uh, was from Oakland. I did. Because Dana was raised in Oakland, her yes. uh, hometown. She is a proud Oaklander. Wait, an Oakland person is called an Oaklander? An Oakland o- person is like, called oh, an Highlander. Oaklander. Oaklander. Yeah. And in fact, that is, is an example you're... of a demonym. 
So uh, the demo name for someone from Oakland is Oaklander. As in demographics. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. And name. So I have a quiz that I've put together for you guys all about demo names from demo around names. the world. Okay. Are they like Durs and E yeah. and yeah. Ites? That's right. Those are, yeah. those are definitely the most popular. And of course, as I'm sure you guys know, there are always some just oddball ones yes. around the world. Okay. So we're going to get educated today. Right. And so we're going to start easy. I think you guys will get a little bit warmed up. I smell the smell a hard one. We're going to move right. into several hard ones, but I don't want you guys to be disappointed because if you know these, you really, really have been studying demo nims, which is a sad commentary because yeah. that's what I was doing. Or we do one here that I've that I've heard, you know, going way back when I was a kid and kind of just remembered, like, oh, I got to stick that one away for future. For I kind of just reference. go with them um, newspapers. Yeah, like a lot that's of right. Newspaper, they're they're called. You know, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, New Yorker, Bostonian. Yeah. So those are a couple uh, great examples. Yeah, someone from New York is a New Yorker. Someone yeah. from San Francisco is a San Franciscan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Dana, as we established, is an Oaklander. I'm from. Los Angeles. Do you guys know what someone from Los Angeles is Angelino. called? Chris. Los Angelino? Yeah, Angelino or Los Angelino. I yeah. personally, I prefer Angelino. So we're going to go through here very quickly. I will give you the name of the city uh, somewhere in the U.S. or around the world, and you tell me what you call someone from that city. Okay. What do you call someone from Paris? Parisian. Yes. Mm-hmm. What do you call someone from Boston? Uh, Bostonian. Bostonian, mm-hmm. yes. What do you call someone from Seattle? Karen. Seattleite? It is Seattleite. Yeah. It is fun to say. There mm-hmm. are a few ites. Satellite. Yeah. Yeah. Satellite, Seattleite. Mm-hmm. Denverite as well. Dallasite oh. as well. Yeah. This yeah. sounds like medical. It really does. Like Got a case of Denveritis. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, what do you call someone from Berlin? Oh. oh. <gasps> is this a Berliner? Yes, no, okay, it is a Berliner. Right, okay. Is that yeah. a donut? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm Berliner. There is a lengthy dispute over that. Yes, of course. What do you call someone from Florence, Italy? I'd say Florentine? Correct. Florentine. Oh. Yeah. Like, yes. oh, the like many other yes. things, right. right? And a lot of these demonyms the, have. Florentine. Yep, yeah. yep. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they've taken turns where there may be an adjective you only use for foods or things like oh, that. And yeah, other okay. times they are the same as you call a person. Mm-hmm. What do you call someone from Venice? Oh. Uh, Venetian? Yes, yeah. Venetian. Like the blinds. Yes. Oh, I was going to say like the uh, casino. <laughs> yeah. What do you call someone from Phoenix? Karen. Phoenician. They are Phoenicians. Oh, nice. Yes, which like I like. Greek school yes, soldiers? like the ancient Phoenicians, okay. right. Mm-hmm. What do you call someone from Amsterdam? Yeah. Karen? Dutch? <laughs> that would be the nationality. Oh. Someone from the city would be an Amsterdammer, oh, which is really? fun to say. Yeah. Amsterdammer. Amsterdammer. Hmm. What do you call someone from Edinburgh? Oh, Scottish. <laughs> this one's fun uh, to say. They Edinburgh. Are, they are Edinburgh. an Edinburgh. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, I could go for a delicious Edinburgh. Yeah. Just to really make it clear, someone from Hamburg, Germany, is a hamburger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone oh! from Frankfurt is a Frankfurter. Frankfurter. Huh. <laughs> so those would probably be the two they, most classic examples yeah. of the they, food. They, we'll stick with the food for a minute. What do you call someone from Naples, Italy? Oh. Karen. Neapolitan. Ne- Neapolitan. Oh. Neapolitan. Yes, like the ice cream and Pizza. many other things. Style. Yes, yeah. Neapolitan. What do you call a person from Jalapa, Mexico? Oh. Oh. <laughs> jalapeno. They are a jalapeno, like the famous peppers. Is that, it from? Yes, is it from there? Yes, yeah. the peppers take the name because yeah. they are from Jalapa, Mexico. Oh, because a lot of the peppers come from the region names. And, absolutely, um. absolutely. What do you call a person from Moscow? 
Chris. That is a Muscovite. Yes, that is yeah. a oh. Muscovite. Okay. What do you call a person from Glasgow? You may have heard Glasgow. this one. This is a fun one. Glasgow. Someone from Glasgow is a Glaswegian. Uh, Whoa. Whoa. Yes. Glaswegian. Glaswegian. Huh. What do you call a person from Sydney, Australia? This is a good one. I think you'll either know it or you won't. They... A person from Sydney is a Sydney cider. A Sydney cider. Sydney, Sydney cider? Sydney cider. Sydney like S I D E. Oh, Sydney cider. Sydney cider. Sydney cider. Yeah, Sydney, Sydney, Sydney cider. Yeah. This is one of my favorites that I learned way back coming from a family of Beatles fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you call a Liverpool? person from Liverpool? Oh, no! Oh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you guys want to all do Same it together? Time? Yeah, okay. Liverpudlian. Yes! Liverpudlian. Certainly some of my favorite demonyms come from England. And uh, I'll give you guys a couple more here very quickly. Do you guys know what someone from Manchester is called? And a lot of the old English ones have Latin roots to them, maybe not surprisingly. So they sound very Latin in style. Someone from Manchester is Mancunian. Oh, yes. Like a man raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> Manchester. <laughs> just roaming, just roaming the land. Manchester. Man-coon. Giant Mancoon. <laughs> Someone from Newcastle is a Novocastrian, which That's you can see awesome. the direct wow. connection yeah. to Latin oh, yeah. there. Yep, Novocastrians from Newcastle. All right, and we will close out here with a couple. One of these we actually had in pub quiz and we got it wrong. So oh, I will, no. I will lead in with that. It, the question was, oh, I'll it? go backwards. The question is, a someone who's called a porteño is a resident of what major South American city? And we didn't get it. It's Buenos Aires. Uh, so this is one where it's very little to do with the name of the city. city. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Porteño hmm. is someone from Buenos Aires. But what, why is it named that? Well, it's a port? A, a port city. And in fact, they, there are a lot of port cities where sort of on a smaller scale, people from the port city would be Porteños. Por- but in South America, port. if you say Porteño, people will know you mean from hmm. Buenos Aires. All right. Hmm. And this uh, last one. What do you call someone from Rio de Janeiro? This is a good pub quiz one. Wow. It's, Carnival. It shares it shares the name with music and dance. You may have Samba? heard this term. Now is it Carioca? Huh. Carioca is a resident of Rio. Oh. Yeah. So it's a little trip around the world, and I hope that some of those come up in pub quiz. Hmm. Joe Carioca is the name of that uh, South American duck in like three caballeros. Yes! Ah. Uh, green one? He's the green the the, the, the green parrot. Can, I think, or the parrot, yeah. Ah, is Joe Carioca. Joe Carioca. Joe yeah. There you go. He's from Rio. So I had asked you guys before the show for uh, your hometowns, just to verify. I knew that uh, Dana, obviously Oakland, and Karen Taipei, you consider your hometown. Unfortunately, a lot of cities are just residents of city name. (laughs) Uh There is not a really cool demonym for Taipei, I apologize. Yeah, I was like... Mm. Taipei Nor resident. is there a really cool demonym for North Branford, Connecticut, no. Chris. I apologize. Branfordian. Branfordian. <laughs> North Branfordians. I did, however, uh, find some interesting stuff about what people from Connecticut like to be called. There oh, are really? some terms. There's I read Connecticution. That's what I always I read heard. Connecticuter. And, mm. of course, there's Nutmegger. 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 Nutmeg yeah, yeah, you hear a lot of Nutmegger. Yeah. So I have another quiz for you guys. This is, I don't want it to feel like homework, but it's a little bit like, it's a little (laughs) reminiscent of high school homework. You know, if If we didn't really secretly like homework, we wouldn't be doing this podcast in the first place. Oh yeah, it's okay. But in front of the doubt, I'm sure we knew these, the answers to these questions when we were in high school. (laughs) Once upon a time. There was a point in our lives where this knowledge resided and helped, but it's gone. And it's it's clear that it's gone because every time U.S. presidents come up in trivia, we we almost invariably get it. 
embarrassingly wrong. It makes sense that in pub trivia in America, of course, U.S. presidents is something they really ask yeah, about, and yeah. it's filled with trivia. And, and they'll drop it in, like, you know, the, the, the ninth president, also known for farming cabbages or whatever. And like, like, it doesn't uh, matter if you know anything about farming cabbages, if you just know who the, the ninth, ninth president is. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to know all the presidents. There's only 40-something <laughs> of them, you know, right. but I don't anymore. I so. so this is a good way of saying we're, we're going to fail this quiz. <laughs> well, you yeah. know what? Maybe... I, I try to put in some ones that we should get. I think Chris will get most of them. Nah, well, you know wow. a lot of the How government building stuff. it up a little bit. Okay. <laughs> George Washington took the oath of office in 1789 in what U.S. city? Then the country's capital. What was the country's capital? Oh, well, so really you're asking, what was the country's capital? Yeah. Okay. I think that was Philadelphia. Yes? No. No, I think the first capital was New York City. New York ah. City. Whoa. Mm-hmm. And then it migrated to Washington, D.C.? Or what happened? They built Washington, D.C. with the express purpose of making it the capital yeah. city. It, it took a while, though. It was a and, swamp. Yeah. Well, let's you know make sure the politicians are not like corrupted by the big cities mm. and like that. We'll move the capital to a swamp. What president's economic and social programs were known as the New Deal? <laughs> Karen? Uh, you're Franklin D. Roosevelt? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Before he was president, Thomas Jefferson was the ambassador to France. Mm -hmm. Yes. During those early years, Jefferson also helped foster trade with another key European country. What country? Hmm. Besides France. Is it the the Dutch? Is it Holland? No. All right. Hmm. Italy? New Germany. It doesn't even exist anymore. Oh. 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 Brittany. Prussia. 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 Wow. Several American... Fat lot of good that did. I know. <laughs> Which state claims the most U.S. presidents of any state? Oh. At eight. I think it's New York. New. Nope. Uh, is it Massachusetts? Nope. Virginia. Hmm. Virginia. Virginia. Ah. Yeah. They haven't had one in a while, but they did have a lot <laughs> They've been lagging. Eight? Yeah. Which president is the only one to hold a patent? Karen? Abraham Lincoln. Yes. And I know this because my next quiz is about invention. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, that was a weird coincidence. Serendipity, yeah. That was a weird coincidence. Who was the only president to serve two non-consecutive terms in office? I uh, believe that was Grover Cleveland. Yes. All right, last question. Who was the first president to be impeached? Oh, right. Oh. So this is a trick. Is this Andrew Jackson? Close, but no. <laughs> close, but no. I mean, <laughs> right around the same time. The, the name is close to right, but is not right. Uh, was oh. it Hamilton? You said Andrew Jackson. Yeah. Andrew, Andrew Johnson. Johnson. Andrew Johnson. Yeah. Okay, yes. Wait, what happened? Why, why did he get impeached? It was right after the Civil War, and there was like... There's just drama, controversy. I mean, he did do some yeah. unconstitutional things, and then that's a good though one pub quiz first to be impeached. Yes, yeah. and also yeah. that's thinking, a good trick question. Yeah. Johnson, yeah. Not Jackson, Johnson. Johnson. Not too bad, you guys. No, no. We'll just keep we'll keep chipping away well, at it. Get better at history. To embarrass us a lot more than no. Me. I didn't want it to be too because then I, it's just like oh okay. There's not the common yeah. ones like who used to you know someone was a peanut farmer. I was like oh yeah. Jimmy Carter. That's like right. a fact. That's on Snapple lids and stuff. Yeah, I know Snapple. Apple-lid president facts. I know. We're good at pop culture stuff. Well, Dana, you kind of stole one of my questions from my uh, next quiz segment. My original question was going to be, there has only been one president who has received a patent. Honestly, Uh, this president (laughs) was just sick of his boats getting stuck in shallow waters. Yeah, what was the patent? The patent was U.S. patent number 6469 for a device to lift boats. 
mm-hmm. um, in case if they get stuck in shallow waters. Basically, it's like an add-on floater or buoy okay. in the boat uh-huh. that floated up so it won't get stuck. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. Things done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. So my quiz is inspired actually by a listener... Jonathan uh, from Fargo, North Dakota. He is actually a U.S. registered patent agent. Whoa. And he sent me some cool trivia facts that I modified into a celebrity inventor quiz. Wow. Nice. All right. If anybody has a cool job and has trivia about it, send it in. Yep. It's cool. Yep. <laughs> I, Please I like this. do our jobs for us. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. This relatively awesome scientist came up with a shirt design that has two separate sets of buttons so the shirt can still fit after significant weight loss or gain. Colin. Is that Albert Einstein? Yes. Oh. Is that my relative? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that was very cheesy. That was really it. cool. Yeah, so he designed kind of like a blouse vest uh-huh. and has two sets of vertical buttons. Uh-huh. So Oh, you pick which buttons? Yeah, on <laughs> yeah. your... On your Skinny days, you choose one set. On your more bloated days, you can move so it's adjustable. All right. This boisterous magician and podcast host holds the patent for the idea of a hot tub with strategically placed water jets. Dana. Penn Jillette. Yes, Penn Jillette, a really? pen and teller. Yes, an illusionist and magician. U.S. Utility Patent 5920293, which is for the Jill Jet, which is a, <laughs> a hydrotherapeutic. Yes. Uh, yes. There are a lot of celebrities who do actually hold patents because it's kind of related to their job or their mm, work. So a sure. lot of filmmakers uh. and directors have a lot of camera crane sure, sure. And, and you know very specific patents for those designs so mm-hmm. this list the, the inventions are kind of not related to their jobs mm. okay so kind of just far out so okay. you know, here's a, a comedian he thought slot machines were too outdated and uninteresting so his idea was for an electronic slot machine that would have animated rather than static symbols on the slot reels mm. including like birds landing on a wire and of course watermelons smashing to the ground <laughs> Colin. Is that Gallagher? Yes. Gallagher. <laughs> Gallagher holds the patent for, for animated slot machines. For an electronic slot machine. A new take on the traditional slot machine so that has animations. <laughs> and it's really interesting because he really he really had the foresight and he said this and I'm quoting him. He said, there are generations of potential slot machine players who grew up playing video games with much more complicated computer-generated graphics. Is he getting money from this patent or no? I I don't know. I think the problem is that they've bypassed animatronic and they've just video display slot machines. Yeah, Yeah. sure. Yeah. 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 
This screen queen actress and actual baroness invented a type of diaper that features a moisture-proof pocket on the outside that contains cleanup wipes. Call up, Dana. Is that Jamie Lee Curtis? Yes, Jamie Lee Curtis, U.S. Utility Patent 4753647 is for a... The patent keeps saying infant garment. I think they're trying to be you know, <laughs> sure. all-encompassing. Mm. Really, it's a diaper with an outside kind of pocket compartment for baby wipes. Ah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. However, this was back in 1987 when she filed it. And she refused to allow her invention to be marketed until companies started selling biodegradable uh, diapers. She didn't want to make a whole bunch of wasteful, disposable diapers. Uh, the patent expired in 2007, so mm-hmm. now it's in the public domain. Oh. Oh. So go ahead and put pockets on diapers. Do it without fear of repercussions. Inspired by an episode about human muscles from his own namesake show, this celebrity designed a new type of ballet shoe to help alleviate the massive amounts of pressure put on dancers' toes. Huh. Phil Donahue. <laughs> Dr. Oz. Bill Nye, the science guy. Correct. Hey. Oh, Bill really? Nye, the science guy, or received a patent for a special ballet point shoe. Huh. U.S. utility patent, 6895694. I'm curious um, if people use it. That's what I was trying to find out. Yeah. The dancer's foot, toes, and ankle are subject to a force that is at least equal to the whole weight of the dancer. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's why you see, like, from Black Swan or other, yeah. you know, if you know dancers. It's, it's tough. Bloody toes in the shoes, and Bill yeah. Nye's like, oh, there must be a way to alleviate the pressure. Hmm. I don't know if anybody uses it. I was trying to look for to see if what happened, but not a lot of follow-up with hmm. these patent stuff. All right, last one. This Canadian singer-songwriter, often parodied by Jimmy Fallon, is a co-inventor on seven U.S. patents related to model train control systems. Chris. Is that Bob Dylan? Incorrect. <laughs> Is that Neil Young? Correct. Oh, Neil Young, Neil yes. Young yeah, yeah, yeah. has uh, multiple patents, and huh. he's a super train nerd, huh. model train nerd, and yeah, invented a whole bunch of um, control systems wow. for model train sets. Wow. Cool. And so there you go. Um, lots of celebrity inventors out there. Thank you, Jonathan, for your lovely, lovely quiz, and um, just super interesting. I can't believe you're an actual patent agent and inventor. <laughs> Very neat. <laughs> All right, well... That is our show. Uh, thank you guys for joining me, and thank you guys, listeners, for listening in. Hope you learned a lot about U.S. presidents, uh, demo nims, uh, Disney mm-hmm. characters, patents, international covers, and cocktails. <laughs> you can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, and also on our website, goodjobbrain.com. Check out our sponsor, Squarespace, at squarespace.com slash goodjobbrain. And also, a quick note before we end the show, I was inspired by a listener. He sent us a lovely email and video of him paddling down the Yellowstone River while listening to Good Job Brain. So that inspired us, and we want to know where you guys uh, listen to Good Job Brain. Send us photos or videos of where you are when you're listening to show, whether if you're doing the morning commute in, I don't know, Tampa, Florida, or if you're hiking in Australia, or you're just having a nice family, family night at home. We want to know and, and show us. So you can send us a photo or a video. You can send it via email to gjb.podcast at gmail.com or you can message or post on Facebook or you can tweet us 
at Good Job Brain. I'm going to collect all of them and we're going to put it in an interactive world map so we can check cool. out all the listeners and the community. And I think it'd be a fun project. Yeah. yeah. That sounds awesome. And that's our show. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. 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 Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.